You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked on Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, I am your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, happy to be back for another Tuesday of many Tuesdays to go, hopefully, unless the corona shuts the entire world down and it's over for us. If it does shut down, I mean, you and I haven't been in the recording studio in a minute, but you got a laptop, I got a laptop. Put it like this. As long as there's internet, we can still do our show at least. What if there's no internet? Well, then uh, I guess we, I guess this really is the apocalypse, huh? It's like the, the sign off. Until next time. Oh, wait. There is no next time. <laughs> <laughs> there's only this time. No, I'm just playing. But, guys, you know you can check out the show on all of the major podcasts and platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Thank you for tuning in to another Tuesday edition of Locked On Texans. Really a uh, one of those, you know what I like to call it, Cody, the slow grind week. Not just necessarily the week, but a slow grind day. Not too much has popped off. However, you know, can we give some kudos and congratulations to Houston Roughnecks quarterback P.J. Walker signed with the Carolina Panthers yesterday? And, you know, I just want to take time out to say I know there's a lot of turmoil going on when you mentioned Houston and football together. But regardless of what goes down in the future, because, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today, the future of Houston's football the XFL Roughnecks, Houston Roughnecks, ended their season prematurely due to the coronavirus, 5-0, led by P.J. Walker, over 1,300 yards, 15 passing touchdowns. Hard work pays off, and I'm happy that he is now getting a chance to showcase his talent again in the NFL. We know he had a stint with the Colts, but this time he may be able to go to Carolina and really back up Teddy Bridgewater, who signed to the Panthers last week. So kudos and congrats to Mr. Walker. Yes, sir. Congratulations to Mr. Walker. You know, I was really excited when I saw that news, uh, just due to the fact that I know most of these guys that's that's in the XFL, their goal is to one day move up to the NFL. I remember when this league started, there was rumors saying that the NFL was not interested in signing no, no, nobody out of the XFL. And now for the Carolina Panthers to give PJ Walker, a guy who, in my, in my opinion, who was by far the star of this league, of course, the star of Houston. Um, it, it's just a remarkable story all the way around. So shout out to Mr. PJ Walker and, um, you know, good luck in the NFL. Good luck with the Carolina Panthers. And I hope he can make the best of it. Absolutely. And now that Walker opened the door, you know, his signing, you know, of going to Carolina, 
will that open the door for other XFL players? And I want to stay right here at home here in Houston, wide receiver Cam Phillips, who he was also an XFL star. Look at what he did. Now, we know, let me give you some background on Cam Phillips. He played for the Buffalo Bills in 2018. And also, just like, you know, P.J. Walker, he was the XFL receiving yards leader, first team all ACC in 2017. Here in Houston, had 455 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. I'm bringing him up because we know the Texans, you know, they took care of their business signing A.J. McCarron to back up Deshaun Watson to a one-year deal. But DeAndre Hopkins is now gone. Brenda Cobb has been brought in. We know that the depth chart looks like the following. Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, DeAndre Carter, and Kiki QT. Well, Cam Phillips, do you think he would have a chance at six foot, 202 pounds? Do you think he would have a chance to get a call, if not here in Houston, somewhere else in the league? He had a stellar five-game performance, you know, average just under uh, 100 yards per game. Can he get a call? I think so. I do believe it's going to take at least another season. I say heading into the 2021 offseason, um, if everything goes according to plan, unlike this year, I think there is a chance. Unlike P.J. Walker, I believe this is a guy who might need just a little bit more time. Um, but, you know, P.J. Walker, from day one, he was just lights out. But I do believe he needs at least one more season. Yeah, I can see that. I definitely can. Uh, but, you know, hey, I'll say this. Houston, use your Houston pipeline. Bring him in for a camp. You know what I mean? See what he can do. Maybe he can turn some heads. Maybe he can outplay some of the guys that's here on this roster and stay healthy at that, you know, you know, have a chance to have a full training camp and show off his skills. But who knows? Now, I mentioned the future of this team and how that could possibly be affected all by one man's possible spite. I can't wait to discuss where we're headed with this one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans. As we continue to discuss and analyze the ramifications of what happened last week when Bill O'Brien decided to part ways with Deshaun Watson, this team actually went from a contending team to what in the world is going on in Houston. And unfortunately, this trade and other moves, but more so this trade, might mark the beginning of the end to Deshaun Watson in Houston. Now, just like you listeners, I'm praying that it's not. I'm praying that somewhere along the line, the Texans organization and Watson can somewhat salvage their relationship. But ever since this trade happened, and like I mentioned, other moves and other potential moves that might not get done, we're going to discuss that, might mark the beginning of the end. Deshaun Watson finally broke his silence on Twitter on yesterday. And through this tweet, you can tell 2020 is going to be a lot of drama. He tweeted, 
I don't know how I'm going to make it out of here clean. Can't even keep track of who's playing for the other team. Iconic duos rip and split at the scene. John, I don't know about you, but that is the beginning of a unhappy quarterback in Houston. A quarterback, by the way, who will be a unrestricted free agent heading into next offseason. Yeah, and let me say this. Watson did quote some Drake tweets. Uh, Drake that, that's bad. That's bad. So, and that's the funny part. That's <laughs> like one of those, wait, he's drinking his feelings, you know, lines. So, you know, those lyrics were from a Drake song, but athletes are known to use music as outlets. And on top of that, on top of that tweet, there's also a Tyler Conway tweet that says, and I quote, I'm just saying you can do better. Tell me, have you heard that lately? Now we know that's also a Drake tweet, uh, tweet but guess who he is using for the picture? New England Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick. And guess who liked that tweet? Your Houston quarterback franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Athletes have been known, known to use lyrics as encrypted, how they feel on the inside, but they just can't come right out and say it. And then Twitter is a tool that, it's, it's a crazy tool, man. People are becoming millionaires off Twitter. People are becoming, you know, they're kickstarting their lives and careers off of Twitter. And Deshaun Watson decided to like a Tyler Conway tweet that referenced another Drake song, which is probably one of the top two saddest Drake songs of all time. Mark <laughs> Room, I'm just saying and you can do better. Tell me, have you heard that lady? And there's Bill Belichick right in the picture. And Deshaun Watson likes that. Just to get back on a serious note. In a response to, is this going to be the end or of what the Texans could have had for a franchise quarterback for 10 years? I'm going to pump the brakes on that. I'm going to say, wait a minute, hold on. Because from a year now, a lot could happen. The Texans now sit at number 40 in this draft. They could go get another former Clemson receiver in T. Higgins. There's a lot that could happen in a year span. And when we go off of emotions, off of immediate response, which is what this is, he's responding from an immediate situation that happened last week, not even seven days ago. Well, I think it made seven days today, uh, but... What I'm getting at is he's still feeling the effects of it. We're in March. We're not even in April. The draft hasn't even finished. Free agency hasn't finished. Time will tell if this is the beginning of the end. What I lean towards, yes, this is the beginning. If this was a scale, it will be more so 51-49. I think it could possibly be the beginning of the end because once your star QB and your head coach lose com compatibility, trust, once faith is gone, then really all else is gone. And not only is this guy your head coach, he's also your GM. So do you have faith, if I'm Deshaun Watson, do I have faith in you to make the right call on the field on Sundays or Saturdays or Thursdays or Monday as a head coach? And that's been questionable for a while now. 
And Deshaun Watson has been a class act, right? He's always, you know, defer any negativity that the press has tried to put on him regarding Bill O'Brien. He's always done that. But now it's different. So now do I trust you and have faith in you to do the right thing on the field? That's one thing. Do I trust you and have faith in you to do to do the right thing off the field in the front office? Once both of those are gone, that's something we have never seen a player come back from. Right, I look at the situation with LeBron. Once they got rid of David Griffin, what did LeBron do? All right, well, you know what? Y'all got rid of the only guy that I actually trusted in this organization in the front office. I'm out. I'm gone. Once you sever those ties, it is damn near impossible to come back from. Well, LeBron was gone to begin with. Um, you know, you I, when David Griffin was there, that was his second stint in Cleveland, and he only went there to win the championship. Once he said, Cleveland, this is for you, he was done. He was already headed to Hollywood. But that's neither here or there. But take a look at the situation with Deshaun Watson. I do agree with you on this standpoint. Yes, this is an emotional reaction to everything that's been going on because not only did this guy lose his number one target um his best receiver from what you and i have been told from the from the few sources we have within this organization those two were damn their best friends or really had a very close relationship with one another but at the end of the day you also got to take a look at it from a standpoint where he might also end up losing his number one protector in laramie tunsil john you have talked about this ever since Tunsil came in over in a deal from Miami that this might be a situation where Bill O'Brien might mess this up as well. If Laramie Tunsil goes, that offensive line is going to go back to where it was before it was when he got here last season. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm sitting there looking, okay, you took away my number one target. Now I'm taking the field with a whole bunch of, you know, no disrespect to Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, or any of these other guys, but now I'm taking the field with all these second-tier receivers. One of them could be a top-tier receiver if he can stay healthy, but not only that, now you're jeopardizing my health and my career long-term just due to the fact that you don't want to pay my number one protector in Laramie Tunsil. So, like, like you say, this is an emotional reaction, but I do believe that Deshaun Watson is not only looking at this upcoming season, but he's also looking at the following season as well. And the season after that, he like, if I resign in Houston, who's to say that I'm not going to turn around and go out prematurely like we saw in Andrew Luck last season. Not only that, everyone knows defense steals win championship. What have Bill O'Brien done in order to improve this defense? So now, not only am I going on the going out on the field with a subpar offense, going out putting my body on the line because you don't want to pay the money for a guy who can help protect me, but yet we're gonna to have to try to go out there and put up 30, 40 points a, a, a game because you still haven't done nothing with the defense. So once again, I do believe this is an emotional reaction, but Deshaun Watson is looking at not only this team's future but his own future as well. Absolutely. And I do believe come next year, I would not be surprised if we see breaking news that Sean Watson is headed to anywhere except for Houston. I will be crushed. I know you will be crushed. The listeners will be crushed. But 
And 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 I'm not saying all this just because we trying to dissect what he said in social media. No, 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 no. At the end of the day, Deshaun Washington is human just like us. Some of us, when we feel a certain way, we like to vent on social media or we like to subtweet somebody or, mm-hmm. you, you know, we all have done it. And Absolutely. they do it too. At the end of the day, I do believe that this is a situation where you could say it could be the beginning of the end. And who knows? Like you say, a lot can happen in a year. I remember going back to the 2007-2008 NBA season when Kobe Bryant was on the Stephen A. Smith show. He announced on air in front of everybody, because I was listening, of course, that he demanded a trade out of Los Angeles. He wanted to be gone. What did the Lakers do? They started off the year kind of shaky. They got their momentum going. They traded for Paul Gasol, and the rest is history. So. Hopefully, Kwame the Texans, Brown. <laughs> yeah, they traded him for Kwame Brown. <laughs> you know, hopefully the Texans can take a look at that situation that happened in Los Angeles close to oh, well over 10 years ago. And hopefully they could use that as a standpoint and not what happened in the situation where you take a look at where the Pelicans were this time last year with the whole Anthony Davis trying to get out fiasco. So hopefully they can fix this relationship. But at this point. It's all speculation. All speculation. And one thing about it is the Texans still would have the possibility to franchise tag Deshaun Watson next year if he chooses to not sign his extension. On top of that, if they would like to trade him, they can choose to send him to any destination in the league that fits what they want to do best. But I ultimately, I believe if it comes to that, then I think that'll be the first time we'll hear from the McNairs and they'll step down and get rid of Bill O'Brien, which it should have happened this week, this past week, but they did not. Those lyrics was from a Drake song, Emotionalist, 2018. And just to give you guys kind of an input of how stellar the dynamic duo was, their time spent together, DeAndre Hopkins caught 315 catches for over 4,000 yards and 31 touchdowns in 46 games. Stellar. I mean, stellar. And that alone can affect Deshaun Watson. And like you mentioned, we still don't know what's going on with Laramie Tunsil. This entire franchise could have shaken up their core future off the emotions. (laughs) That's funny, right? Off the emotions (laughs) of their head coach and general manager. As one receiver wanted to get his extension in DeAndre Hopkins, and he ultimately did not, which led to the trade, the Houston Texans have fully guaranteed Will Fuller's contract for the 2020 season. He is due to make over $10 million, and we know that Will Fuller has suffered from a number of issues with his injury-prone history. Looking at his hamstring and his groin issues that needed surgery, also tearing his ACL in 2017. He also missed games with a broken rib, clavicle, and knee issues. Well, he will get all of his money this year. And I'll tell you what, that will bring the salary cap down to almost, for the Houston Texans, almost to about $30 million. Also in other news, Barcavius Mingo, who was a part of the Jadavion County trade, was, you know, the Texans wanted to bring him back on a deal, but the Chicago Bears stepped in and was able to give him a little bit more. He will now be in Chicago and an already crowded defensive front. I'm kind of shocked that the Texans went ahead and fully guaranteed 
Will Fuller's entire 2020 salary. This may lead to a trade of some sort where they pay half of that and the other team pick up, picks up the rest. Uh, also around the league, Kyle Allen will be heading to the Redskins. And Cody, who's also on the move? Before we get into that, can you repeat that injury history of Will Fuller really quick? Just just repeat what it was. Oh, absolutely. Just to kind of give you guys a little insider one more time. He tore his ACL in 2017. Fuller also missed games with a broken rib, clavicle, and knee issue. Uh, 2019, Fuller had a hamstring and groin issues that required surgery at the end of the season to correct. And, uh, yeah, fully guaranteed going into the 2020 season. Man, I really hope this guy can get it right with his body and, and play at least 16 games. Oh, you know what I forgot to add? Do you want to know what I forgot to add? What's this that? Out there. You know, these guys are really best friends. Deshaun Watson tweeted that tweet, you know, the, the emotionless tweet. And then guess who responded to it in that quote tweet? DeAndre Hopkins. Absolutely, with the praising hands. Oh, yeah. It may be happening. It may happen. It <laughs> may happen. Also, just because I love the fans and listeners, my man Dan Blackburn on Twitter, you know, he tweeted us at the Locked On Texas page, did you see the latest Texans Care video? Bill wasn't in it. Has anybody seen or heard from Bill lately? And he tagged me in it, and Bill was not around. It's just a Texas player saying how much they thank everybody doing their job during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. I think even Bill knows to stay away right now from all the social media, even from the team, because these grown men are not really agreeing with what he's doing with this franchise. So, well, back to your important news that you want to share. I don't know why you want to share this news, but I know you want to share it. I mean, it's not really news that I want to share. I mean, I just thought that it would be interesting to to know that there's a possibility that a former Texan by the name of Brian Hoyer might be the starting quarterback in New England heading into the 2020 season. I'm pretty sure you guys remember Brian Hoyer led the Texans to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. They went nine and seven during the 2015 season, if I'm not mistaken. In a season where he recorded over 2,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Um, yeah, Brian Hoyer might be the New England Patriots starting quarterback. Well, I guess. Who cares? <laughs> oh, your boy's out of the division. You didn't mention that, did you? Your boy's gone. Everybody oh, go to Foles? the show since last since last since we picked up the show since last March. You talking about Cody my boy Go Foles? Yes, he's gone. He's hey, terrible. it's fine. It's fine. It, it's okay. It's okay. He's he's in the NFC, and when he leaves Chicago, well, when he leaves Chicago to the NFC Championship game, where they lose against my New Orleans Saints, Jacksonville going to see what they missed out on when. When Minshew end up going four and thirteen, that's right. It's going to be four and thirteen with that extra game when he leads them to a four and thirteen season. Since they didn't want to give my boy Go Foles a a a chance. Um, they're doing the right thing. They did the right thing by getting him out of town. Whatever. This Gardner Minshew show now. 
Uh, whatever. I might be a little bit biased, but so what? I'm, I'm sick of what the NFL doing to my boy Goat Foles. And hell, if Deshaun Watson walk out the door next season, we should give Nick Foles a chance too. And this is Locked on Texas. I'm John, some sports <laughs> guy, Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Shout out to my boy Leo. Um, always checking out the shows. Shout out to Electrifying Phenom. Always checking out the show. My boy Dan Blackburn and all of the Locked On Podcast listeners and fans out there. We really appreciate it. Hey, we're trying to get to a thousand followers by the end of the month. If you made it to this point in the show. Let everybody know to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas and Cody. Go ahead and give yourself your tag, and please let's not mention no nobody, Nick Foles and Goat in the same sentence. I don't know, John. I, I keep telling you, he has a Super Bowl ring. Not only do he has a Super Bowl ring, he has a Super Bowl MVP. So you can follow me on Twitter with my headline: Cody Nick the Goat Forever Foles Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, the tag for every show leading out is stay safe, sanitized, and sane. See you tomorrow, Houston. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.